Hey guys, welcome back to Behavior Strategies for Class. And today we're talking about um, strategies for your students with autism because they are way smarter than we think and they need your guidance and encouragement as well. So listen in to five strategies that you can help your students with autism. Hi guys, welcome to Behavior Strategies for Class, your podcast all about behavior strategies to help you in the classroom. Do you need more support and encouragement for your challenging students? Do you want proven behavior strategies that will help create resilient students? How will behavior strategies influence your class? You will make a difference in their lives and prepare them for success as a well-rounded person. And I'm here to help. I'm Diane Bachman, a behavior paraprofessional with over 10 years experience in special education, working with students from various backgrounds and disabilities, and I want to offer you hope. You will be a constant, caring adult in your students' lives, and building relationships with them will be essential to achievement and triumph, not only for them, but also for you. So we'll be discussing about trauma-informed care, social-emotional intelligence, sensory breaks, why are they important, PBIS, behavior interventions, MTSS, social skills, evidence-based strategies, and more. So listen in, and I have to say, Rita Pearson is one of my idols in her fight for students. And if you have not listened to her TED Talk on Every Child Needs a Champion, I encourage you to go do that today because I want us to be our students' champion because we were born to make a difference. Let's listen in to today's episode. And don't forget to join my Facebook group, Behavior Strategies for Class, and collaborate with other educators there. And I still have three openings for connect calls, the Calendly link is in the show notes, and I would love to connect with you and see if there's any way that I can help you with any strategies that you may be struggling with or may have questions about. So message me or just go ahead and hit that link and we can get connected. So this topic totally reminds me of one of our students. She is a first grader and she's awesome. She has really come a long way from when she first started at our school. And she started later in the year. And of course we get her IEP with all of these behaviors and we were just like, all right, let's get ready. <laughs> because she eloped, she ran around the room, tore things down, she would throw things. The worst thing, of course, was just randomly pulling down her pants and going to the bathroom. So that was a lots of fun. But thankfully, we were able to work with her and she is now in her gen ed classroom like 80 to 90 percent of the time now i mean it's just amazing she says she wants to see friends so we start out you know in our classroom she finishes eats breakfast and unless we get her going and focused right away she's gonna 
go back to that running around the room looking for something to do because I mean really she's bored at that point so when we're able to redirect her and just say hey it's time to go see friends let's line up like she just gets right back into it and gets in line and she's ready to go so it's just amazing to watch the growth that she has had this year because at her previous school I guess she never made it into her gen ed class because she was a handful and she definitely was when she first came to us I mean we had you know two paras with her always because she would elope whether you were going in the building or even just switching classes or even on the way to lunch I mean and of course she'd just laugh at you <laughs> she would just turn around and laugh this cute little smile and you're I mean, you know, she was cute and she knew it. And she's like, I'm out. But now we have learned we don't start chasing her right away. We usually will stop and redirect her to wherever we were going. So whether we were going to the bathroom or going into her gen ed class or going into our classroom, if she starts to wander off, we usually will just stop and wait a second. And sometimes she'll just turn around and see that we're not chasing her. And she'll just turn around and come back and go transition to wherever we were going. Other times we have to redirect her. And sometimes we kind of guide her to where we need to go next. Or at least give her, sometimes we'll just give her, um, you know, like the guiding hand on her back just for a second say, okay, we're going this way. And we just kind of turn and start walking. And then, you know, I don't keep my hand on her back the whole time, but just giving that gentle reminder of we're going this way. Then she usually will come and go that way with us now. But in the beginning, man, she definitely had us on our toes and we had chocolate milk on us, her cereal, her craisins, any paper, pulling hair, you know, all that fun stuff. But like I said, now she is doing amazing. And not that she never has those behaviors, but for the most part, we are able to redirect and get her focused on doing something productive. And, or it's just reminding her, okay, we need to finish this, then we're going here. And usually that transition is definitely a click for her and a reminder of, oh yeah, we're going to go here. She's not um, 100% clear verbally. So they first told us like she wasn't verbal at all, but she is verbal but sometimes I think she has so much to say that it just all kind of gets jumbled in there. So she's not always, um, we can't always understand her when she says, you know, all these words all at once or every now and then she'll just kind of, kind of like babbling. And then you get a Spider-Man or monster jam. Uh, she loves all that stuff and baby shark and, Paw Patrol and 
So every now and then she'll, she'll say a complete sentence, but she has really come a long way. So five behavior strategies that will help your students with autism. So one would be to set clear expectations and stick to them. So like when we first, when she first came to us, it was just simple tasks that we would want her to do. So whether it was just sitting at her desk for one minute, we would be like, sit, sit in your chair, then, you know, we'd read a book or sit in your chair, then we can color or sit, you know, so it was those simple directions, but they were the clear expectations and we just held to those until she finally did them. And at first, like it took a long time a lot of running around the room until she finally would sit. And then of course it's, you know, celebration, great job, set the timer and do whatever you said you were going to do. So it's definitely setting clear expectations and sticking to them. Because if we don't follow through on what we're saying, she definitely is not going to listen to anything. Now, some of those you can set clear expectations by using a visual schedule. Um, they have pictures, which are called pecs, that show what you're doing or what needs to happen. So they could be like a picture of a book or a picture of, you know, a coloring page or whatever it is you're trying to work with your student you can get those pictures, specific pictures, put them on a visual schedule, and then it's showing them the expectations that way. So we've learned for her, like she understood what we were saying, but we didn't know that at first, so we did use a visual schedule for her. So we would still say the words, point to the picture, and then point like point to her chair at her desk. So we would have a picture of, you know, a person sitting at a desk and then then she would know first I sit, then color. And like I said, in the beginning it took her a long time to get there. And to realize like we meant what we said and this is what she needs to do. The second one, second strategy would be to use less words. Now I know like when we're talking like we're constantly wanting to use more words because we want to communicate and express ourselves. But students with autism that just gets very convoluted and confusing and overwhelming that they they can't hear what we're trying to tell them to do. So like I said, it's sit first, then color. Or line up, then your classroom. Or then see friends. Or 
you know, line up, then recess. Or get your backpack, then lunch. And I know it's really hard to do that because we're so used to, like I said, just communicating, expressing ourselves, using all the words. But these students, that just is way overwhelming for them. They need short and sweet, direct expectations or directions or whatever their schedule is. So use less words. Number three would be setting a routine. And then, of course, later we change the routine because we want them to learn somehow to be flexible because we know things happen, things change, and their schedule doesn't always go exactly the way the regular routine is. But as you set a routine, then they learn those expectations and then it gets easier for them to follow through and to do what's expected of them. So like I said, our student, she comes in in the morning. She knows she comes into our room. She eats her breakfast. Uh, sometimes she'll watch a short video in the morning and then it's time to go see friends. And, and now she's like, let's go, let's go. So she knows her routine now. And then we get into class and she falls into the routine that they're doing in the classroom. So whether they're sitting at the carpet or they're sitting at their desk and they're doing whatever work or project. So setting a routine is really helpful in their behaviors. And it's also helpful giving them time to transition in that routine. So say you are um, coloring, but in five minutes you know it's going to be time to put all their stuff away, line up for lunch. They need processing time. So whether you set a timer, and that could be a visual timer, it could be like a sand timer, it could be a timer on your phone, uh, you know, a classroom timer, something to give them processing time of what's going to happen will definitely help in behaviors as well. Because I know sometimes some of our students, when they don't have that processing time, it just really throws them off and they just get frustrated and they get angry and we don't want that. We want to help set them up for success. And so with the routine, you want to give them processing time. So number four, patience. Patience. It is so hard sometimes to have patience. But sometimes it's just waiting them out. You know, again holding to those clear expectations that you have. And sometimes it's, I'll wait. And then sometimes it's just giving a verbal redirect. So now you're just pointing to your, 
to their desk or pointing to wherever they need to be or pointing to their work or their book or whatever it is they're supposed to be working on and not even having verbals or getting out that visual schedule again and just pointing to the visual schedule and showing them. You know, so again, that's using the less words. So number five strategy would be as much as possible to ignore those disruptive behaviors. So like our student when she was throwing things, instead of us just sitting there, we would either like turn our back towards her or just, you know, quietly walk around the room or to a different area in the room. Or sometimes I would just walk out of the room because it seemed like for whatever reason at sometimes she would just constantly be, you know, throwing stuff at me. So now I'll just remove myself and we're just ignoring that behavior and then again pointing back to those expectations. You know, sometimes it's what's next? Or where do you need to be? So again, these are great uh, strategies that have worked lots of times with a lot of students uh, that I have worked with who have autism. And like I said, they are super smart. And so helping them learn to follow through and to understand expectations because they can learn. And they need to learn what's appropriate or what's expected or what's unexpected to help them succeed. So five behavior strategies that will help your students with autism. Number one, set clear expectations and stick to them. Number two, use less words. Use less words when you're setting those clear expectations or redirects. Number three, set a routine. It gives them confidence, safety, knowledge as to what is going on and what what their day is going to look like. Number four, patience. Patience. Number five, Ignore that disruptive behavior as much as possible. I mean, sometimes it's when she would throw something at me. Just ignoring, walking away, talking with somebody else. Because you take away the audience. And that will definitely help to cut down on that behavior. Because now they're not getting the negative attention. They hear you. They see you. Let's use these strategies. Help your students be just as successful as all of your students because you're doing great and every student deserves to succeed. Before you go, don't forget, join my Facebook group. Hit that Calendly link in the show notes and let's connect 
And thanks so much for listening. I will see you next week. Thanks so much for listening. I truly appreciate you all. And I pray that I've inspired and encouraged you today. I also want to let you know that I have a couple bit.ly links for you if you're interested in making your own podcast and sharing the wealth of knowledge that you have being a teacher or a para or a teacher's aide, uh, anybody in the education system, I'm sure you have a lot to share. And if you're interested, I took the class with Stephanie Gass. She's amazing, super friendly, down to earth, very easy to understand, and she's great. So I have a bit.ly link for you uh, for Podcast Pro University is where I learned how to do this. And that is bit.ly slash behavior, PPU, the number four, and U, as in the letter U. So Podcast Pro University, bit.ly slash behavior, PPU, the number four, and the letter U, if you're interested. Also, to get your free printable of all the six evidence-based strategies, there is another bit.ly link, and that is bit.ly slash the number six for free. The number six for free. These will all be in the show notes in case you need to go back and check those out. And I leave you with this. Every child deserves a champion, and that's by Rita Pearson. So I just want to encourage you that you can be that champion and that you are making a difference. Thanks again.